This is Tuesday, November 22nd. What are you most grateful for? What have you been provoked? When have you been provoked to thank God? Now, this is the week of Thanksgiving, a time when the nation that we live in sets aside a day for feasting. We are supposed to thank God for all that he has provided. I want to begin today with a story, the story of an indescribable gift. Darren Tassin, that's his name, was dying, literally. It all began for Darren when what seemed like the flu sent him to the hospital. A couple of days and a, couple, and a bunch of tests revealed that Darren was in kidney failure. He and his wife had no idea how desperate his situation was. To stay alive meant intensive dialysis and then hours on end trying to recover from the process of cleaning his blood. He spent 30 to 40 hours a week in treatment and recovery. His only hope for a new life was a kidney transplant. And that's when a miracle appeared. A woman named Amber Hollier heard about Darren and decided to be tested to become a living donor. And Amber, yes, she ended up being a match. And she made a promise to help Darren. Here's Amber's story. She said, I even remember messaging his wife something to the effect of the only way this isn't going to happen is if something is medically wrong with me. Boy, was I wrong. A few weeks before my first appointment, I pulled out. I was scared, had a thousand questions and emotions, and frankly, I felt like it wasn't my problem. Amber stepped away. She'd made a promise, but she didn't follow through. It wasn't her problem, as she said. Now the months turned, and as Darren's health grew worse, his family started a desperate campaign to find a donor. Yes, Darren has a family. He's married and has six kids. They use social media. Even the back of their vehicles advertise the need. And then one day, Amber came across one of those social media posts. She realized that donating would change not only Darren's life, but the story of his whole family. This is what she said. Somehow, as fate would have it, he popped up again in my social media in December of 2015, and he looked horrible. I learned that, yes, a few other matches were found, but none had worked out. I decided it was my problem. I immediately regretted backing out. Finally, that year, Amber did what she promised to do. She donated her kidney to Darren. Now here's our scripture for today from Luke chapter 17, verse 11 to 19. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and cried out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, Go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, Were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? 
Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? And then he said, Rise and go, your faith has made you well. Now reading this text, we may miss the desperation of the ten men with leprosy. Today we call leprosy Hansen's disease. It can be treated easily enough with antibiotics. But at the time of Jesus, it was a death sentence, a slow death sentence. The disease makes people seem to wither away and die. The flesh of the extremities is first affected as the nerves die that protect people from injury. It would seem like their flesh was rotting while they were still alive. And the process, well, it can take years. Years in which the victim would be cut off from family and society in general. For Jesus to approach these men, for him even to do that would be a taboo. To contain the disease, contact with sufferers was forbidden, and at the time, as we learned, there was no cure. So imagine what it would be like to live in a constant state of death and isolation and rejection. And add to that, the Jewish people believed that people got what they deserved. God must have come against these men for them to be so sick. What they had done to, what had they done to deserve something as horrible as this? Now, Jesus, he healed them straight away. That does surprise the reader of Luke's gospel, but even more than the fact that Jesus healed these people, this surprise comes at the end of the episode when only one of them comes back to thank Jesus. And that man wasn't even Jewish. He was a despised Samaritan. How can this be? Jesus asked where the other nine were. Why did he ask this question? Because among the Jewish people, they presumed God's favoring of them, God's love of them. How easily does ingratitude result from thinking we deserve the good things we have in life? We can forget that our lives are all gifts from top to bottom. Now, going back to the story of Darren, do you think he was not grateful for the sacrifice Amber made that extended his life and got him off life support? How could he not? But that is what the nine of what nine of those lepers failed to see. They they didn't express gratitude. They had been raised from death to life by Jesus, and they showed no sign of thankfulness to him. Now I read the story of the lepers, and I myself feel ungrateful as well that for most days I feel to see that all that God has done for me. But you know, Jesus, he healed those lepers nonetheless. He didn't do so to get praise from men. He did so because he is loving and compassionate. You see, when we fail to give thanks, we are the ones who end up missing out. Because in doing so, it enables us to continue to enjoy, to see, to, to enjoy more deeply all that we have been given by God. Let's pray together. Thank you, God, for giving us life and breath and everything else. And add to that, you have raised us up with Christ and given us a place in your family. We rejoice.